I've shared about my great Aunt Lucy and her life partner, whom we all called Aunt Khaki. They lived in Minden, Louisiana. Here's a couple of good pictures of her. One was taken in the 1940s on a street, uh, city street out shopping in Shreveport, Louisiana. The other was taken in her backyard in Minden. And that's my cousin Vance and my cousin Kay there. Uh, so this picture would have been taken about a year before I was born. Because my grandfather, when he was a little boy, had trouble calling his sister by name, Lucy, it would always come out as Uchi or Wuchi or Witchy. So in the end, everybody started calling her Witchy. We all called her Aunt Witchy. She was a woman of faith, a woman of deep spiritual insight, a woman of strength and power. She was a very tall woman. She was about six feet tall, and so large that when you'd go up to her and she would bend down and embrace you, you would feel like you were surrounded by love. I can remember when I was young, all the way up until my senior year in high school, we would make frequent trips to Minden to visit them, to eat their wonderful country cooking and Cajun food. She could make a blackened chicken that make you want to do flips and somersaults. It was so delicious. It was so good. Makes me hungry just thinking about it. We'd spend time with them. Sometimes mom and dad would leave us there, my brother and I there, and they would go on some other trip and then they'd come back and pick us up and go someplace else. And we would have several days there with Aunt Witchy and Aunt Khaki. Witchy was a dear soul with whom I could share anything any concern, any fear, any need. I could always trust that she would listen, that she would never turn away, and that she would have always wonderful words of counsel for me to help me and to guide me. And around my ninth year in grade school, in, uh, in um, ninth ninth grade in, in junior high, at the end of junior high, around the ninth, my ninth grade year, I really needed Aunt Witchy. It was that year that my parents discovered that I was gay. It was a horrible experience. They were upset, they were angry, they were afraid, they wanted to find a way to help me. And so they did what at that time they thought was the right thing to do, to try to get me some help. They made me go through an Exodus International program as a junior high kid, a program that was designed to try to help gay people stop being gay through a process called reparative therapy with counseling, individual and group counseling, with, with preaching and teaching and heavy-handed threats of hellfire and damnation, I was told that I would have to change, I would have to stop being gay in order to be a Christian. In order for God to love me, I'd have to stop being gay. My parents loved me. They thought this was the right thing. They were wrong 
but they thought this was the right thing to help me. The whole process was wrong. No modern psychological counseling program today accepts the process at all. It's long since been rejected by the American Psychological Association as a valid therapy. But in the early 1980s, that's what happened to me and to many more like me. And indeed, it still happens today to youth who fall into the clutches of ultra-conservative religious organizations that want to try to change their orientation. I was forced into reparative therapy. And during the middle of that period, we took our summer vacation. And as we sometimes did, we went to Menden to visit Aunt Wenchi and Aunt Kaki. Mom and Dad had left the house to go with Aunt Kaki to do some shopping for some extra food for dinner that night. And at which she called me in to talk with her. She sat me down, she sat next to me, and she said, Honey, it's going to be okay. Sometimes people, even people who love you, and especially people who love you, like your mommy and your daddy, they don't understand because these kinds of things are hard. But I understand. And God understands. And just like I will always love you and will never stop loving you, so also God loves you just as you are and will never stop loving you. And I remember pouring out my heart and my soul to Aunt Witchy things that I couldn't share with my parents, things that I couldn't share with those so-called therapists, things that I couldn't share with my teachers, things that I couldn't share with anybody because they were all telling me I was evil and wrong and broken and a sinner and needed to be fixed. Which he sat and listened to me and held me as I cried, and she cried with me. Then she repeated, I love you, Greg. I'm just like you. I've loved Khaki for years. And no, people don't understand. They're in denial about us. But it's true. And just as I love you. God loves you just as you are. I had Aunt Witchy to hold me in her embrace, to love me, to tell me how much God loved me, to remind me again and again that I was a precious child of God. And I pray for those who do not have someone like her. We're all called to be someone like her. From that day on, after every session of that Exodus program, I would go home and I would make a long-distance phone call. That was back during the day of long-distance phone calls. I'd make a long-distance phone call to Aunt Witchy. And she would always listen to me and then remind me how much God loved me 
how much God accepted me, how perfect I was just as I was, without any need to change, because God made me, God formed me just as I was. One of which his favorite passages of Scripture was the one that was read today from the letter of Paul to the Romans. And because of that, this has always been one of my favorite passages of Scripture. If God is for us, who is against us? I remember which he sang, if God is for you, honey, and God is, then who cares who's against you? I love that about her. That was her strength and her power coming out of her. Who cares who's against you? Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will hardship or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? No. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through Christ who loved us. For I'm convinced that neither death nor life nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Nothing will ever separate us from the love of God. That's true for everyone, my friends. Everyone here, everyone out there, no matter who you are or where you're from, no matter what you've done or doing or will do, no matter what, no matter what others might tell you, God's love never ends. That list that Paul recites, and he loves to create lists and recite them, that list that he has here, is pretty inclusive. What's not contained in death, life, angels, rulers, things present, things to come, powers, height, depth, or anything else in all creation? Nothing is missing from that list, friends. Not a thing will ever separate you from God's love, from God's grace, from God's acceptance, from God's amazing presence. That's one of the essences of the radical nature of God's love in us. God's love for us. God's revealed love to us embodied in Christ Jesus. It's a radical love that never ends. It's a radical love that knows no boundary, no limitation, no exception. God's love is radical because it gives to us without asking anything the amazing presence and forgiveness of God. If God is for us, and God is, then who cares who's against us? We are called to have faith we're called to live the life that Jesus gives us to live. We're called to share that love with others. 
and be a witness to God's love for all, just as which he was to me all those years up until she passed away in 1985. I could turn to her. I could call her. If I needed prayer, I could call her. And which she could pray up a storm. She really could. And when you were done talking with her on the phone, you knew you'd been prayed for. Her love was all-embracing, just as God's love is all-embracing. Give thanks and praise to God for the love of God that knows no end, that fills us, radically transforms us, and gives us truly life to share with others. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And may God's people say, Oh,